Corey Taylor, how are you, buddy? What's up, man? How are you? Are you nonstop torn? Are you in exhausted mode, or are you, are you loving it? Ah, uh, you know, I mean, at this point, everything's extra. You know? Yeah. So I just kind of sleep when I can and duck my head and get through it, you <laughs> it, know? It's so weird, because you seem to be... For a guy in a, the weirdest, heaviest rock in his band seemed to be the most normal guy in the world. Yeah, you know, well, normal is a state of mind, right? I mean, it's it's cool, you know. I, I, I get to lose my head on yeah. stage, and then I come home, and I'm a dad. I'm a husband, you know. Like, I, I wouldn't have it any other way, to be honest. But I get all the benefits, none of the down crap. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good life. That's, not, that's, that's when you're rich. I, I was... Uh, I was sitting there and I was looking at some videos and talking to the guys. You familiar? I don't know if you watch wrestling at all. You know who Kane is from the WWE. Oh yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. So Kane is a is a superstar. He's a legend in the WWE. Right. He helped bring the back. Yeah. And he and he wore the mask. And then finally, after like twenty years, he got to take the goddamn mask off. I almost I wonder yeah. if you guys are like as violent as you are. Your faces must sweat. You must look at each other and go, "What the hell are we thinking?" <laughs> You know the cool thing is, like after and remember when Kane put the mask back on. Yeah, they uh, they added hair to it, which was weird. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like wait a minute, what was was the hair in it the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> was, like, I was, I, it was crazy, you know. I, but I remember when that switch happened, and then I love the fact that he kind of steps in and out because right now he's corporate Kane, of course. I love that you, you know, know about that, wrestling. Was, oh, dude, I'm a wrestling fanatic. Like I, I. I watch everything, and not only WWE, but I watch Impact. I watch TNA. Like I watch it all. Get so, out of here! Nobody, yeah, even the biggest honor. fans, don't watch TNA. Look at this guy. <laughs> well, I tell you what, I mean, some of, you know, some of the time, like a lot of the a lot of the, the matches are sometimes better. Yeah. You know? With the with the exception of NXT, I mean WWE is a little stiff right now. You yeah. Know? And it's not because you don't want to watch those guys wrestle. It's just they're getting up there. You Dude. know, like it. But that's the cool thing about NXT is it's bringing the new blood in. Dude, I could talk wrestling for, like all day. I would almost rather talk. This <laughs> is even better. You realize that we're in the earshot of Orlando. You just gave all the NXT guys boners that you guys are watching. I think that they must would be so excited oh, about that. Yeah, I, I watch. I, I, that's one of the one of the great things about getting the network is you got like all the access to to the NXT and. I mean, there's so many great talents in that. Like right now, they're so rad. But don't, don't you feel like every time I talk about the network, I feel like I'm doing a commercial for it because I can't believe I, know, I right? paid yeah. so much money for those pay per views and I can get the whole thing for ten bucks a month. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, the the the, the old like the Hogan promos is like nine ninety nine. By the way, we're talking to Corey Taylor of Slipknot for anybody who just tuned in and thinks we're talking about a wrestler. A wrestler. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah, but, right, exactly, yeah. But as, as exciting as you are, I mean, do you guys ever, I mean, at the, at, did you ever think about ditching it and being like, get these goddamn things off, or there's so much a part of what Slipknot is, you're stuck for life now? For about 10 seconds, when we, we every night when we put them on, yeah. we look at each other and we're just like, yeah, it's for masks. Great idea. <laughs> <laughs> but um, honestly, honestly, no, to be honest. I mean, because, and that's one of the reasons why I've always changed mine. Yeah. You know, like mine evolves with the with the music, you know, because with every album, I'm a different person, you know, and I got to represent who that person is in that moment, you know. So, mine changes, clowns changes, Sid changes, like like all of ours kind of they change either dramatically or subtly, you know. Sure. That's kind of the cool thing. Like it's not the same thing over and over and over. It may aesthetically be a little 
a little similar, but it's always different. I think that's one of the reasons why we love, like we still love doing it because honestly, after that 10 seconds of, of complaining, you put it on and then within five minutes you forget that you're wearing it. Yeah. And, and that's the truth. Like, I mean, you go on stage and it's like, all right, I'm going to pull my head off now and kick it in the audience. <laughs> <laughs> Here. Do you, so did you, that's, that's a cool thing. Did you think you'd be going this strong, 10 years strong that you'd have, uh, uh, still, I mean, you know, we were we, a lot of people say rock is dead. I was just talking about that earlier, but not not Slipknot. I'm so tired of hearing that. Yeah, man. like it's you know, I mean, all all due respect to Mr. Simmons, <laughs> I think when he talks about rock being dead, I think he talks about the old school way of album tour, album tour, album tour. Like it's just that's just not the way you do it anymore. There's so many other things and ways. To, to you know continue the history of this industry and, and to continue to be on top I mean yeah I'm looking out at you know headlining download in, in, in the UK it's like yeah rock is dead that's why there's 85,000 people <laughs> here at 11.30 at night in a downpour and yeah. nobody left yeah rock's dead yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. <laughs> let me let me ask you as somebody who's been through uh, the the time of where was rock tour and, and now with uh, you find it financially it, it, do you take a big beating on, on it now that people are, are basically there's a whole new way to get music now than probably when Slipknot first started? Um, the, I mean, the only thing that's really been affected is album sales, you know, because, I mean, there's still just as many rock fans out there as there were. And, that, and, and how much is that? Coming up. And how much is that due to you? I mean, what, you guys make money off of uh, touring and merchandise anyway. Wasn't that always the big the big thing in the record companies got the album sales? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so. I mean, you, you essentially, I mean, the contracts that you signed back then, even today, um, you, I mean, you'd have to sell, you know, five, six million at a pop to be able to kind of, you know, turn a profit. Right. So it's like, you know, for people like me, it wasn't about, you know, it wasn't about making money off the album sales, you know? I mean, that, it, it'd be nice. Yeah. But it wasn't, it wasn't the essential, you know? I've always said, nobody is more surprised by our success than we are. Because, I mean, when we started, we were the band that was like, okay, hopefully we can get to a level where we can sell maybe 200000 and just tour. You know, just tour for a year and a half right. and really build that foundation. And then when everything blew up for us, we were like, uh, yeah. what? <laughs> you know, like, it, it blew us away. So, I mean, we, we've never been worried about, you know, making money off of that. It's, you know, for me, it, it's, you know, the, the album is, the, the calling card, you know, like that's, you know, you, you hope people are hearing the music, right? but it's not essential to, to, you know, to sell the music, you know, and that's the thing you kind of have to balance today because people still, you know, people are still buying CDs, but they're also buying music on iTunes. They're paying for accounts on Spotify. So it's not like they're not hearing the music. So when they come and see the show and you play a song that, you know, is, brand new and you get that huge pop that's what it's all about sure it's all about that live show and you i mean we just started playing kill pop on this last tour and uh you know we had put the video out probably a week before and with every show after that the pop got bigger and bigger and bigger and to the point where people were losing their minds that's a brand new song you know for you know for all intents and purposes so for me, the, the album is just the way to get the people to come in. You know, that's how you further it. You know? Right. And later on down the line, if you if you make a little coin, you know, so you know, eventually you sell enough albums, then so be it. But 
for the most part, it's it, you, you can't worry about that because you know at the end of the day, it's 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 about people knowing the music, not owning it. And that's usually the key to success. I mean, you you anybody can go out and be a rock star, but if you there's a difference between a rock star and really being an artist. I mean, you're a guy who. I mean, you, you see how much emotion is in the Slipknot songs, and certainly in this album, you guys have been through a lot. The band's had a loss, and it shines through in the album. And that's that. If usually, if that's your main focus, other than selling albums, that's a big difference between an artist and somebody who just wants to go out and be a rock star. Exactly, and that, that's the whole reason that we've approached albums the way we have, or just writing music in general. It's like, you know, if we're not happy with this, why the hell would we put it out? Yeah. You know, if we're not getting something out of this, why would we put it out there for people to go, uh, I'm not feeling it. If we're feeling it, and then that that's it. You know, then you hope that people are into it. But if not, you still at least got to do something that fulfilled you. You know, so you'll never walk away unhappy. We're talking to Corey Taylor of Slipknot. Is it hard? Is there ever a time in the band when you have, you have a, a band member that you lost, you have another one that left, is there ever a time where you say, hey, maybe we're done here and we move on to something else? You know, I mean, there was a brief a brief period where, you know, we were kind of questioning it. I mean, even while we were kind of doing the subsequent tours after we lost Paul, you know, like it was just, it was hard. Right. You know? I mean, every show was hard. Um, but it got, it got a little easier, really just because of the fans. You know, the fans needed us. Yeah. You know, and we needed them just as much as they needed us. So, it was really kind of, you know, that kind of rediscovering the fan base again and, and, you know, helping each other kind of get back up on our feet. So, you know, after everything that went, you know, that went down, it was encouraging to know that the fans were still there and that, you know, they weren't going to let us fall. And as long as we kept doing things the way that we have always done, you know, they were always going to be there, you know? And so when, you know, when this album came out, by the time we got into the studio, we were recommitted. Right. You know, it's like, you know what, we're going to tell the story for Paul, but we also want to do this. You know, because people can smell a lie like a fart in a car. <laughs> you know, so when when you do something that is disingenuous, when you're when you're essentially faking it, people can tell. Yeah. And will rip you down as quickly as they put you back up. Oh, so yeah. for us, leading with our hearts has always done us right. So that's, you know... Once we went out, especially that first show on Knotfest, it was like, okay, let's see what happens. And it was fantastic. So, I mean, we're we're very fortunate right now. Where is the, uh, I always wonder, like, you're obviously huge here in the United States, but I know as you get further in Eastern Europe, it gets crazier and crazier. Where's the, in Spain. Yeah, where's the cra craziest Slipknot fans? I tell you what, man, it's they're, they're kind of all over the place at this point. Like, I... I everybody's crazy in a different way. Like even in Japan where respect is such a huge part of their heritage. And, and even with the, you know, like the, like passing it down to like the younger generation, right? People are very respectful and they're very, you know, but then they come to a slip my show, man, and something happens. Like, I don't know what it is. <laughs> All that built up it is dude. It's out of hand. Yeah. The first time we went over there, I mean, we had, we, we played like, I want to say it was like four or five shows in Japan. And I mean, it was absolutely rammed and it was chaos. And they were trying to sneak us out. And they, they got us all in one van, which is definitely dangerous. And we're still in our rigs, right. Right? Like, just trying to get away. And the fans flooded out of the club, saw us in the van, and then proceeded to go Beatles on us. Dude. Like, I mean, shaking it like it was a seven, like a seven on the Richter scale. And of course, we're all still kind of 
high on adrenaline from the show. And we're like, oh, we're going to die. <laughs> you know? And I mean, it was, dude, it was crazy. We uh, got out of there. But, I mean, it's just, there's something about this band that just brings out something special and messed up. Yeah, you, you know, know it's, but it's... And it's kind of like that everywhere. How old is your kid, the youngest one? Uh, my youngest one uh, is uh, a baby. Oh, okay. so, like I have an eight-year-old. And I put it on last night. I was t telling him that you were going to be on the show today, and I put it on. And uh, I, I don't know if he'd necessarily ever heard it before. And it just automatically the head starts bobbing. Oh, yeah. it, it's, 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 it's yeah. that an, an animal instinct <laughs> that people have. You know, we're talking to Corey Taylor. Slipknot is going to be here on July 25th. Oh boy, you're going to enjoy putting those masks on when it's 93 <laughs> degrees and humid out here, buddy. Uh, I tell you what, it's you know, if if I hadn't felt it before, I probably wouldn't be prepared for it, but. It's, I'm so used to it, dude. It's not even <laughs> Good. Uh, let me tell you. Can I tell you something else about the mask that I, uh, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with this today. This is going to be the gayest thing I ever said, but you're a good looking dude. And and uh, when you're single and you're wearing a mask, you should be like, every once in a while, I should take it off and remind everybody there's a, hand, there's a handsome man under here See with a nice girl eyes. in the front row, yeah. lift the mask up, look, check it out. Yeah. You know, the funny thing is, is that uh, right around volume three, I was voted the fourth hottest dude in heavy metal. And this was while I was in the mask. And I was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> really? Uh, hey, all right. I, I don't get it. Number five is like, that guy wears a goddamn mask. How did, <laughs> I, how did I lose out yeah, to him? Really? I know. It's like, how did I get beat by the mask, dude? What's uh, going on here? It's so funny. <laughs> Uh, you get Stone Sour, you've got uh, Slipknot, everybody, uh, you seem to be the go-to guy that everybody wants to replace somebody in their band. Uh, I would have yeah. loved to, I would have loved to have seen you in, in Velvet Revolver and revive uh, uh, that thing, but look, I'm glad everything else is going so great for you, and we look forward to seeing you at the Amphitheater on uh, Saturday. Tickets are available at LiveNation.com. It's a summer's last stand tour. Appreciate you coming on the air, buddy. Oh, no worries, man. It's my pleasure. You guys take it easy. Yeah. I, I can't wait to see you at a, a wrestling event or something. I'm always going, too, yeah. I mean, when I'm close, I, I try to go. I take my son, who's 12, and we go, and, we, you know, he's a, he's a Cena fan, but I don't hold that against him. Yeah, you can't have a good, you can't have a, he's got jean shorts. You can't have a guy with jean shorts being your hero. Yeah, right, exactly. And yeah. a good thing you have the 12-year-old, then you can blame it on him. Oh, I watch it because my kid, I live through my kid. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I, I, you know, I root for Cena because, you know, my son does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I get it, that's fine. Uh, thanks a lot, dude. I appreciate talking to you. No worries, brother. Take it easy. Take it easy, man. There you go, Corey Taylor. Steve and Julie Weintraub here for the Golden Diamond Source. If you're thinking about getting engaged, Golden Diamond Source is your one-stop destination. Shop, compare, and save at the Golden Diamond Source. 3800 Olmerton Road. Or online at goldendiamondsource.com. I'm at the nail salon. What? I'm at the grocery store. What? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Wait, she's at the nail salon and the grocery store? I'm at the combination nail salon and grocery store. Groceries through Instacart, delivered to my door. I don't have to choose between acrylics and the grocery store. 